Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, good evening, and how are you doing today? This is the Pegasus Night Radio broadcast, and for some reason I was expecting our audio to go off, but it did not. So brought to you by Pegasus Night Radio, brought to you by Witchcool.com. You're anytime, anywhere, anytime magical education, and we're doing a very special broadcast tonight in basically with, uh, the, as you know, the coronavirus has been going around. A lot of conventions have been uh, did. One of the ones I was looking forward most to this year was to go to the new Mystical Minds Convention. I think I've got that right, or conference. I always get the two mixed up. And tonight, Melanie has decided to join us, the person who is organizing it and putting it together and put so much hard work into it. And today we're going to have some of her panelists uh, coming on and people I don't think we've ever heard from. So, Melanie, are you there? Hello. It's good to be on the show tonight. And uh, so tell us a little bit about the mystical mind. Is it conference or convention? Um, Convention, conference, um, convention officially, but it was going to be a wonderful gathering. So, (laughs) And, um, and, okay, so can you tell us a little bit about it? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. So the mystical, the um, excuse me, my mouth just really dry all the time. Um, the myst- the mystical minds convention is a gathering of, of people with mystical minds, people that are interested in magic, the paranormal, and psychic phenomenon, metaphysical topics, for us to all network and sh- um, share ideas with each other, and um, really just get together. So. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we've had to postpone the um, getting together part, so um, we're excited to be able to talk tonight on your show and just really um, at least be able to share some ideas about um, magic and, and metaphysics and what this um, convention is all about. Terrific. And tonight we're going to talk particularly, we're going to do this for the next three nights, hopefully. Everything works well. And today you're going to be talking about magic, from my understanding. Yes, we're going to be talking about um, lots of various aspects of magic tonight and how we can use it in our lives today to get through these challenging times in particular. So we have a lot of great guests on tonight that we're um, looking forward to be pre- being presenters at our convention wherever we're able to do that. Um, so I'm excited to... Um, just talk to everybody tonight and share some ideas. And um, we normally, so I'm going to bring on our first one. Is this is Tommy Starchild? Can you hear us? Um, yes. Oh, my very reply from him. Um, Tommy, are you there? Okay. Well, let me tell well, you we'll a little see. about him. Oh, is he on? All sure. right, we got him on. <laughs> Um, let me just introduce you. Tommy Starchild is a spirit worker, a witch. He's an initiate in the Anderson Fairy Mystery Tradition. He's also a teacher, mm-hmm. presenter, and published writer and artist. He's the owner of My Authentic Self and the founder of Sacred Moon, Sacred Self, Temple of the Old Ways. So are, are you there, Tommy? Hello. Huh. Got his mic open, but I'm not getting a reply back, so... We'll see what happens in a minute. 
Hopefully um, he'll join us in a minute. Yeah, we hope so. Um, absolutely. So, and you have uh, some other guests coming on, so we're going to be excited about that. So what made you the idea of doing this convention? Hmm? Well, I wanted to um, start something new to bring people together to help us bring our different communities together and individuals together that have very different interests, but we share some common goals and just, you know, seeking out the underlying mysteries and things. So I wanted to bring together people from the paranormal and pagan, you know, magic, metaphysical communities and give people a chance to share our different perspectives and just share information and make new friends. So I'm real excited about our different guests that we have on tonight um, representing many different um, ways to practice magic, many different perspectives that um, we'll be sharing tonight to talk about. So hopefully our listeners out there will get some get some ideas and um you know make some make some connections through the airways right now. I know we're all feeling kind of isolated and you know a little anxious about how things are right now. Um you know that's kind of an understatement. So um I'm I'm just really honored to have this opportunity to, you know, at least make these connections that, that go beyond the physical because that's really that's really what what this is all about. It's really what our convention is all about. It's about um, utilizing these skills that we all have, these abilities that we all have, this this heart, these hearts in our minds that we all have. So I think we got uh, Marcus on the line with us. I want to check. Hello, Marcus. Marcus. Hi, everybody. Try one more time. Hello. Hey, you guys there? Yes. We're Hello, we're Marcus. There must be a delay of some sort. Um, well, I'm so glad that you can join us. Happy to be here, too. So, Marcus so, is calling us. He was... I think I... I think Marcus, can you do me a favor and just call Marcus, back one time? Just call back one time. Yeah, I'll call back one time, okay? Okay. We're gonna have him okay. call right back. There's some sort of back echo. And what? And who? And who's on? Uh, you're on the air, uh, 720, and you are. Hi, I'm Thorman. Okay, there you Hello. go. <laughs> How is everybody doing? Mm-hmm. Good so far. So this is okay. This is Soren. Okay, terrific. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, and and Melanie will take from there. Uh, I am a sorceress and Golden Dawn practitioner. I used to own Yield Magic Shop in the Denver area, but am now providing strictly online consultations, divination services, and um, general sorceress support for those who need it. I'm so glad that you could join us tonight. I am as well. Thanks so much much for for being here. So I know know this wonderful person through Denver Pagan Pride is how how we met. Um, Yeah. I know that you're very well versed in, yeah, I know you're very well versed in many types of 
of magic. You're an expert, a master herbalist. Um, if anybody needs any advice on magical herbal formulations, this is the one to go to, let me tell you. <laughs> so I'm really excited to have you on uh, to bring your your perspective tonight. Um, so uh, one thing I wanted to talk about tonight, can you tell us just a little bit about um, what what you're doing um, these days to just make it through these challenging times? Um, do you do you find that your magic helps in any way to to um, you know to to feel better and and you know, make it through all this? <laughs> Absolutely, magic for me and my witchcraft as well all starts with relationships relationship with spirits around me, relationship with the unseen, even a relationship with my brothers and sisters in the order. So it's something that I've noticed being isolated and being sheltered in place right now, it's been really difficult for some people to really begin those relationships or even rekindle some of those relationships with some of their spirits and unseen powers that maybe they have fallen out of practice with or are just in a different headspace now. And that's really affecting, I think, a lot of people's uh, magical practice and magical work at the moment. So my heart goes out to you if you are feeling that. I have found that it's definitely helped me being more isolated. As you know, we've into an RV and we live nomadically and we travel, meet land spirits everywhere we go and document our, our experiences with that. But it's been something a little bit more difficult not being able to go to different parks and areas that I usually try to find and meet some new new entities. So that's been difficult for me, and I've, I've really had to focus on my home spirits, my house spirits, and, and those familial spirits that, that we have around us that we really give a lot of dedication and time to. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been hard. It's so disappointing to me that we can't have our convention yet. Um, can you tell the listeners out there a little bit about what you're um, planning to do when we are able to have our convention? Um, I know you're going to give a presentation about divination using using bones. Can you tell tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. So I do bone readings. I also provide tea leaf readings, and they're kind of similar. But when it comes to bone readings, I really wanted to uh, destigmatize some of it. I know some people get a little bit nervous about working with bones or blood within magic. Uh, and I want to kind of to dispel some of the fear that might be around that and show how it really is a, a deeper connection to each of the individual pieces within it, how patterns can emerge within each individual reading, uh, where I get my pieces for that, and um, how it, it's, it's much more connected to the individual. Uh, I know you are a tarot reader, and I find it interesting that a lot of tarot readers tend to not let other people touch their tarot cards. I'm not sure if that's a practice of yours. Within my bone reading practice, with, with the querent in front of me, it's very important that they help me with the bone reading itself. So I, I have them take the bones out. I have them scatter them so that the bones are then speaking through them, and I do the interpretation of it. And I wanted to show people a little bit about what that looked like and how you can start to make your own bone bag and do it at home. So hopefully we'll get to reschedule this soon. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad that you could join us tonight and at least share some magic through the through the airwaves. Um, 
I'm really appreciative to, to, to Ed for letting us do this. Um, so have any of yeah, our Ed. Ed, have any of our other callers joined us yet? I wanna keep track here. <laughs> we had a, a couple other people had tried to call in, but we've been having some technical difficulties, so Oh. Um No, now we're ready. We're ready to we're ready to bring everybody on. So you ready for we're ready to you're, roll. You're, 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 okay. So I'm going to bring on first. Uh, we're going to be bringing on. We got. Uh, so uh, we already introduced him once. We brought. Let us bring in Tommy. Hello. Uh, good. Yeah, there you are. Hmm? Yes, here I am. And so. <laughs> Hello, Tommy. Thanks for being on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, so we've got Tommy Starchild on the air with us. This is so awesome. describe us what describe uh, why don't we Tommy when we before we bring on everybody, why don't you go ahead and give us a little bit of a description of what what that you brought to the convention? And then we'll bring each one of them on. So we give everybody a chance to meet our audience. So many people are so excited about this. Okay. Well like my name is Tommy Starchild and um <clears throat> I am an initiate of the Anderson Fairy Tradition. I've been practicing witchcraft uh, for many years. And uh, what I was bringing to the convention in particular is something that's kind of the foundation uh, of my work. And whether it's in witchcraft or any other tradition, I, I find um, this type of work to be quite useful. And it's getting in right relationship with spirit. So how to get into alignment with our authentic self moving through uh, and, and understanding complexes of the ego self in order to step into that space of what I refer to as the authentic self, self not in conflict with self. That sounds like it would be extremely beneficial. Um, can you share a, a little bit more about that? Like, can you give sure. our listeners uh, anything that they could maybe do right now that... Um, would be a little exploration of that or a little taste of that? Sure. So what I was going to bring to the convention is uh, had some foundational setup, but there was a few options. And, and so um, there's another component that's a little bit easier to do, say, in this forum. And so in, in Anderson Ferry, we teach that there are three divine parts of self. We refer to these parts as the talker, the fetch, and the god self. I'm also an apprentice in Orion Foxwood's fairy seership uh, in the House of Bree, and he also has uh, what he refers to as, as the three walkers. And these co-relate, and so they help um, kind of explain one another because they're pretty much the same thing. One is in, um, in the language that Victor Anderson used, in his time when he founded the fairy tradition, and then Orion Fox was more in contemporary time in the language that he had available. And so the walkers are the surface walker, the dream walker, and the star walker. And these correlate perfectly. So the talker is the part of us, the divine part of ourself, that walks through the surface world, that moves through this surface world. And the fetch or the dream walkers, the part of our divine self that's ever walking through the underworld. And then our God self, or the star walker, is that divine part of our self that's ever walking through the stellar world. Now, as we move through our day-to-day lives, 
as we come into form, as we're birthed into a physical body, uh, all of these things can move us out of alignment with those three divine parts of self. Or as what I like to say, when we are born, when we are given physical form, we pass through what I refer to as the veil of forgetfulness. And so if you think of that veil as like a thin layer that lays over the spirit as it's passing from the etheric world into the, the physical world through the birthing process, and that veil as it lays over the body is giving the body its physical form. And it, that physical form comes with a sense of self, self-differentiated from whence it came. And so that's what we refer to as the ego self. The, this is the end-all, be-all of who I am. And we forget that our spirit nature of which we arrived from and the spirit that uh, in turn inhabits not only the inside of the body but also surrounding the body. And so this work of getting in right relationship with self is moving out of those uh, spaces of the ego self that are so attached to the physical world and getting in alignment with our three selves or getting in alignment with self. And so it's super simple, but keep in mind that simple does not mean that it lacks power or emphasis. And so just close your eyes for a moment and visualize yourself as though you're in a straight line. And on that line, somewhere within your throat area lives what we refer to as the talker. Also, about three to four fingers below the belly button lives the the fetch. That's the energetic area that it lives. And then the God self, the star walkers, from the center of the head rising above. And so as you see yourself in in that alignment, see where those three parts of self are in relationship to that center pole. Are they off to one side? Uh, What side is it? And what we're going to do is take three deep breaths. And on the fourth breath, we want to pull those parts of ourself into alignment. And so we start by taking those three deep breaths. So we inhale, hold it, exhale. Inhale, hold it, exhale. Third breath, inhale, hold it, exhale. Now the fourth breath, inhale, exhaling out, all three souls are one within me. And seeing those three parts of self coming into alignment. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, it's, it's, I, I did it along when, as you were saying it, and I definitely feel um, just more, uh, much more relaxed and um, in alignment. So um, I'm looking Good. forward to being able to uh, have you teach that in person when we're able to um, get get together again in person. Yeah, and I'd like to. Do we have anybody else on the air with us, Ed? I want to bring anybody that's currently here into the conversation and get everybody introduced, and then we can go into um, some specific talking about some. I've got some different questions that I'd like to 
ask uh, everybody that's with us tonight. And Ed, is anybody else with us out there yet? Sure. I'm, I just had a, it's been a very bizarre moment. So, uh, Amber, are you there? <clears throat> Hello. Can you hear Hi, me? Hi, Amber. Yep, we can hear you. Hi. Hello, Hello Amber. I'm Rosetta. And we also have Rob. How's everybody Marcus hanging in today? Thank you for joining us. And let me just tell you a little bit about Amber. She is a healer. She's a practicing witch for the last 16 years. Um, She's been studying the um, consciousness raising, magic, metaphysics, uh, trauma recovery, and ancient wisdom in order to bring enlightenment to herself and the world. She has a master's degree in mythology and uh, she knows um, she runs the Dark Goddess Festival in Denver, Colorado. She's often a part also of our um, Denver Pagan Pride Days out here. So, welcome, Amber. Thanks for being on. Thank you. <laughs> so, tell us a little more about yourself. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I think you covered a lot of the territory. As you mentioned, I do the Dark Goddess Festival, which you've actually been part of, as well as Sora meme. So um, it's, a, it's a wonderful event to honor the Dark Goddess. The Dark Goddess gets a lot of bad press, and um, people don't really understand the energy. Yet here we are in the Kali Yurga. The, the, the uh, Dark Goddesses, not just Kali Ma, but others, are activated very strong right now to help us birth this new world. So the, the talk that I was going to give and going to give when we um, resume um, our uh, convention time, uh, my talk is called Healing with the Shadows, A Brief Journey to the Abyss. And if you notice, I don't use the word dark in my title for a reason. Um, one of the things I notice right now is a shadow of our collective really being brought up is about racism and how we've used the words dark and black to um, identify evil or unwanted, and yet that that has to do also with skin color and identifying people as dark, um, dark skinned. And uh, I really wanted to, you know, illuminate that we need to get away from that whole duality of of labeling um, good, bad, right, wrong, light, dark, and understand that humans have all these energies within them. We can be incredibly evil or we can be incredibly wonderful and good and kind. Um, We all have the capabilities to have this. So, um, you know, one of the the shadows I just wanted to bring up right away is um, to to really be aware of how that word has been used against our uh, people of color and our people of color witches that um, it's really important to understand that we all have a shadow. And we all have shadows Mm -hmm. that uh, individual and also the collective, and nothing is more obvious to me than this time we're in right now where we are being smacked down with our shadows and we are being, uh, you know, uh, self-quarantining, also ordered to quarantine, and in doing that, we are forced to look at ourselves. We are with each other. Um, If you're with other people, you may notice that the best and worst are coming out of people. Um, so I just feel like this, this topic of really addressing our shadows in healthier ways. And when I say shadow, I mean, not just the psychology of everything unwanted about yourself gets stuffed in that shadow world, um, for, you know, later disruptions, but also, uh, the ways we play with shadows 
and shadows could be entities. They could be unwanted entities that are hanging about. So I do a lot of work, too, with um, clearing spirits, clearing entities, and in case, again, you haven't been aware, the veil has thinned even more. Our gifts have heightened. So if you had gifts of seeing spirits and communicating with them, you're going to get even more of that. More of that is available. And those who are new to it, they may not know what's going on. So it's really important, I think, to to just be aware that all this is happening and a lot of energy is actually available to us. And you can have entities that actually really contribute to your life. It's the ones that are kind of getting in your way, holding you back. Those are the ones that need to be released. So uh, that's in a nutshell what my talk was going to be about and is about. Absolutely. So, um, Ed, has Rob Abbott out there yet? Has he joined us? Or is Marcus back on? Well, I'm not hearing, so we'll continue. Um, I just want to say, already I can just see from talking to you all already, it just shows me that it's very... Hello? Hello, everyone. Hello. I'm getting some terrible feedback. I don't know if I'm still on. (laughs) Hello. Hello. Uh, Can anybody? Hello. Who do we have here with us? Melanie, it's Rob Abbott. I don't know if you can hear me or not. Oh, Rob, there you are. Hello, Rob. Let me introduce I apologize. Rob Abbott. Hello. And to Hello. 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 Here, I appreciate your patience. I'm so sorry for our technical difficulties this evening. It's, it can be challenging to having so many people on at once. Um, but we'd like to welcome right now um, Rob Abbott. So Rob was raised around Appalachian root work. He learned many things about roots, herbs, trees, and plants from his grandmother. And Rob is a spiritual advisor, a psychic, an astrologer. He's the owner of Mystical Mojo. And he's just an all-around wonderful, very um, talented individual. So um, welcome, Rob. Um, Would you like to tell us a little bit more about yourself? Well, you have me blushing. What an honor. Thank you all so much. I'm so humble and gra- um, express my utmost gratitude this evening for being able to join. Thank you all. Thank you all to all the listeners. Uh, you described that very well. I uh, first I started experiencing uh, being clairvoyant when I was a young child, of course, being able to see and sense spirits uh, as early as seven years old. Uh, to, you know, I, hell, I could talk about this all, all night, but we'll stick to, you know, I know we have a lot to cover. And so moving forward, uh, 1997, I actually received my uh, very first spiritual, actually from a gypsy, a tarot reading. And at the time, I just thought, you know, this lady, she's she's really lost it. I, I actually just I was rather skeptical, even though that I was raised around Appalachian Conjure had already practiced and had a love of the occult since I was a young child as as early as eight. And when I had my first reading, it actually totally unfolded. Uh, It was amazing. And in 1998, I had moved for 18 months or so to Miami, Florida, found myself in the Botanicas, in the spiritual shops, and therefore started to do 
spiritual readings. First palm, psychometry, clairvoyance, tarot. Over the years, I've been a jack of all trades and had experiences in many uh, different traditions, traditional witchcraft. Wicca was my primary focus as a stepping stone from 2002 to 2005. I achieved, of course, the third degree priest a year and a day. At once, I uh, locally, I was um, an elder high priest of a coven, had Mon Grove for a while. Primarily since 2005, my main practice is southern, deeper southern conjure, root work, and hoodoo. I prefer the word conjure. I don't necessarily refer to hoodoo you know, as conjure as hoodoo. And uh, primarily now African traditional religions, uh, specifically New Orleans voodoo, as well as conjure. So you've got lots of experience with different different kinds of practices, it sounds like. So I'm really excited yes, to have ma'am. you on tonight. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about what you're um, wanting to share at the Mystical Minds Convention whenever we're able to um, have it? To everybody out there, this is going to be a gathering of people of all different um, types of metaphysical, magic, paranormal um, practice and experience, sharing their talents and experience in different things and so that we can all learn from one another. Um, Rob, I know that you're going to share something about um, cleansing and some sort of protective um, ritual. Can you tell me a little bit about um, more what you have in mind for that? Yes, ma'am, of course. Um, at the convention, honestly, the uh, workshop that, of course, we have postponed, I, I will be doing a workshop pertaining to what you do when you find yourself under crossed conditions. Of course, crossed, in case, you know, folks aren't familiar, uh, synonymous is synonymous with the word cursed, hexed, jinxed, uh, crossed conditions, um, and uncrossing, to how to do an uncrossing, specifically at the convention, of course, since we're on a podcast and on the phone, I was going. I am going to demonstrate an egg cleansing Olympia, uh, which are fabulous. Uh, it's a great way to remove uh, attachments, uh, fevers, I, many diverse. Uh, um, they are actually amazing. I think that many people aren't really aware of how powerful an actual egg cleansing can be, and of course the divination process afterwards, which, you know, I'm blessed at this point after all these years to have a few well-known mentors, including you, Melanie. And, of course, there are different different styles of egg cleansings. And so basically what to do when you find yourself under a crossed condition. uh, And an egg cleansing is a great way to remove attachments and to see what is actually happening within the divination when you, of course, with an egg cleansing with divination, you would crack the egg into a a semi-warm, I prefer semi-warm water. And then, therefore, according to what shapes or uh, smell formations within the the egg and within the water, therefore divine actually what particularly has caused that cross-condition. Well, I feel like the whole world is kind of under cross conditions right now. Um, 
and introducing everybody, it's yeah. just and one thing that comes to mind is just realizing that what everything everything that everyone was hoping to share at the convention, it's it's even more relevant now. It it just shows me honestly like how how important what we want to share with the world, um, you know, really is, and how how useful that uh, all the different different abilities that we have can be in these um, times right now, um, you know, when everybody is under this extreme you know, stress and just massive changes in our lives. And, you know, it, I don't think the the greatest psychics out there, they might, you know, even if you had a feeling something bad was coming, I don't think anybody really could say that they, you know, really saw, saw this coming and the great impact that it's, that it's had. I mean, it, it just seemed to happen so quickly in the, in the space of just a couple of weeks. You know, I was debating, well, I guess I'm going to have to reduce the size of the convention. And then I was thinking, well, should I still have it? And then it very soon became not even an option at all whatsoever to have it. So, so it was all like very, yeah. very quick. And it's just it's upset a lot of people in our lives. So, um, I'm excited to have everybody on tonight. Um, so Ed, are you the there? Is anybody else with us? Last but not least is Marcus. We got him fixed up, and you have your whole team. So Marcus is here, and you have your whole team here. So, yes, we have Sarah right. and Amber. And uh, Marcus, can you hear me? Yes. Can you guys hear me? Perfect. Yes, yes. I can hear you. Okay, right. so everybody's on board cool. now. So so we got this. We got about 90 minutes, and and. Uh, I know you have questions and everything else. So, yeah, everything's done. Everybody's here, and you have an audience full of uh, people. I've got tons of people in the chat room kind of watching. We're listening. We're, we're excited. Right. Thank you. So it's all in your hands, Melanie. There you go. All right. Well, Marcus, please enter, please tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm so glad that you are on tonight. You have so many yeah. talents, so I will let you introduce yourself because I don't know. I don't even know where to start or what to focus on. Um, I want you on all of our shows this weekend, hopefully. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you. Thank you very much. I, I really appreciate this, um, and thank you, Ed, for hosting um, the blog talk. Uh, first and foremost, I, I want to uh, acknowledge I am I'm actually Tommy Starchild's student uh, for within the Anderson Ferry tradition. Um, so I want to represent myself as a student and also as a practitioner uh, for those who may be in a tradition and um, are following a path. You know, what can you do in the meantime? Um, and also, uh, you know, listening and looking to your teachers for uh, guidance and things like that. My um, contribution to the Mystical Minds Convention is to uh, explore my work with keys and key magic. I have been working with skeleton keys and modern keys, one for as a form of divination and uh, two as a way to create a talismanic work for folks and to explore like the, the multitude of ways that you can actually w work with keys and a, like a folk magic practice to, like, like I say, like to unlock the magic. That sounds awesome. I've been to some of your presentations on that topic before, and I know it's, it's very interesting and helpful and very practical um, tool that people can work with in their lives. And, you know, everybody has keys for different things, and, you know, we each can can connect with that symbolism. 
there. I'm so excited to have you on tonight. Thank, Thank you for you, being yeah. on here. Yeah, my um, I also just want to oh. give you a shout out for just all the work that you do in your your community right now. Um, I know that um, that you you work a lot with um, people that people that really need need help the most in our community right now. I just want to thank you for for your work in that and um, just being an awesome person all around. Um, would you like to say anything about the the work that you do and um, what what that's like right now? Uh, yes. Um, so I I tell I tell folks I um, I'm a crossroads worker. <laughs> I work with people at the crossroads. So they either come to me for a reading or they come to me for resources. And I work at a local nonprofit in San Diego that helps the homeless. Um, and it with everything happening right now. Um, there's I'm going back to my practice, I'm listening to my spirits, I'm listening to my spirits, I'm keeping in contact with my teacher um when things are when things are kinda going to a um a a bad place. And, you know, I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm just thankful to have the support and the love that Tommy has been giving <laughs> for years and years and years. So I'm just really thankful for that. Um but yeah it's Right now, there's there we're seeing the effects how not only economically COVID nineteen has been changing things, but also socially. Um, you know, where are we going to be placing the homeless who may not have a shelter or resources available? Um, you know, uh, what are folks? You know, there are a lot of folks that are concerned for their health, but getting mixed messages, not knowing whether to believe. Um, messages online versus what they're hearing from the governor or from the CDC, things like that. Um, so, and also just um, going back to natural healing practices, I'm seeing that as well, where folks are wanting to do preventative measures, but, you know, there's still the the ancient ritual of washing your hands <laughs> to, <laughs> combat virus, to combat viruses and bacteria. Um, and I've, um, I've been noticing I'm, I've been making more things as well, uh, for, um, for folks to make sure that, um, we provide, uh, calmness and, uh, we provide comfort, um, and, uh, to make sure that, you know, we're going to get through this. Okay. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for, for that work and it's a good reminder I feel that we should use this time while everybody's listening and I'm sure everybody out there adheres to this that it's just so important that we try to follow you know our our own good judgment and the guidelines right now about just staying isolated as possible you know for the time being as much as we don't like that because you know history shows that's the only way to to um, you know, overcome something like this. So it's just it's thrown everybody's worlds upside down. But you know, like humans have been through worse, and we've made it through. And you know, we we can do this. So you know, we need to just you know do what we got to do. Take care of the mundane things like wash your hands, stay isolated. You know, all, all the follow the recommended guidelines. You know, don't take chances with this. And it's just, a, you know, it's a very challenging period right now. But somehow we're gonna we're gonna get through this. Okay, so I'm I'm just real excited to have everybody on tonight to talk about, you know, what what we can do to what we can do to help each other get through this. And you know, um, I do want to talk about 
talk about magic in particular because I feel like that as people that have some magical leanings and you know um you know uh, purport to work with some of the underlying threads of realities and you know we're, we're creators we we create the universe in many ways as magic workers and you know I don't I, I don't think a one of us created this you know and you know <laughs> I, I for one have been trying to think about you know what are some magical ways we can try to combat this you know and I you know, nothing I have done has worked so far. So I'm hoping that tonight we can talk about, um, you know, first in general, I just want to talk about magic and our different approaches to it and, you know, what it is and and things like that. And then get into some more specifics about how we can use it right now, you know, practically when we're all, you know, suffering and struggling in various ways and trying our best to keep our hopes up. So I think that everybody that's with us tonight has a lot to offer with that. Um, how are we doing on time, Ed? What, what's going on with, the, with oh. our show schedule here? <laughs> oh, you guys got an hour. So we've got plenty of time. So we got an hour and 20 minutes. So you guys have done a really good introduction. You have a great audience. And your list I saw from your list is what is magic, um, the list that you sent me, and what is it good for, and its purpose would be a great start, I think, for you guys. Um, yeah, so um, – Let's let's ask somebody that. Um, Tommy, do you, what would you say? What is magic in your your view? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, studying magic in in ninety one and uh, somewhere about I don't know maybe ten fifteen years ago, I, I decided you know there's lots of people that have a definition of what magic is. I might as well come up with my own. Uh, and so I started kind of a a, a working um, understanding a definition of what magic was for me, and it was one of those that just kind of um, it just kind of stuck, uh, evolved a little bit, but how I look at magic is conscious manipulation of the energies that are around us. So conscious manipulation of that, which is around us in a co-creative relationship with both the seen and unseen worlds. I like that. Um, would anybody else like to, like to comment? Yeah, um, sure. This is Amber Zeta. Hi, can you hear me? All right. It's Amber. Hi, Amber. Um, you what know, would you say is hello. Magic? You know, I would say most simply, um, and, and just a little background, I've been um, trained in Wicca. I've been trained in the Temple of Witchcraft with Christopher Penzak, and um, I've always been very different um, on this planet. I just didn't know what kind of gifts I had until I discovered, uh, you know, paganism and witchcraft. So that's kind of just, in a nutshell, where I come from, um, I consider myself a global witch, and um, I'm a weaver. My job is uh, really taking different traditions of different people and bridging these things and showing how we're actually more common and, and uh, you know, as far as having connection and, and things in common than we are different. We may have different methods, but we're really tapping into the same thing, which is everything is energy. Everything. Everything is energy. And so the simple explanation um, is really magic is the art and science of bending energy for different purposes. And we're doing it subconsciously all the time in the way we create our will and, um, you know, get out there and, and get what we want or do what we want with our lives. We're, we're already bending our will, but this is a deliberate conscious, like just like Tommy said, um, a conscious effort 
to align with the elementals, align with the divine, align with your own divinity, and utilize that energy to create something greater, something that's going to contribute, something that um, you would desire. So uh, magic is, is simply that bending energy. I like I, that. Um, I uh, have Thor, are you me. there? I'm going to do. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I I will agree with Amber there that magic really is um, about changing the world around you. You know, the Greeks really just created three individual divisions of magic um, or types of of sorcery. But sorcery itself is really just um, using the power of other beings to get your needs met. Whereas something like thergy is, is of course, changing your will or changing yourself and your soul into a higher divine being. Um, so magic is really just about, like Amber said, manipulating and changing things around you, um, but doing so in a way that um, enhances your connection to the unseen, enhances your connection to the elements around you. Uh, even planetary magic um, is something that is something we can all, I think, use right now, even if that means something as simple to you as calling to certain planets for their um, their help and support in this time that, as we need it and the associated deities that may be associated with planetary magic. So just doing something that really connects yourself to bending the world around you to your will. I like that. That's exactly why I wanted to have the Mystical Minds Convention, to get all these <laughs> different perspectives like we're getting right now. <laughs> and would anybody else like to comment on what you feel is magic? Yeah, well, I just wanted to add, um, I was giving a workshop once a few years ago and, and was giving the uh, my definition of, of magic. And someone raised their hand and they asked if if magic could... Um, if magic had to be conscious, could magic be non-conscious or subconscious? And I was going to give a, a kind of diplomatic answer, and I sat back with my spirits, and and then I just had to, to come forward with it, and the answer was no. And the reason for me that the answer was no is magic is, as we've, we've all stated, it is that conscious manipulation of energies. It's, it's that conscious engagement um, and applying our will in moving those energies around us. And sometimes things can happen um, that are is not directly at a conscious level, but magic is so much more than that. I like that. Marcus, or would you like to tell us what what is your definition of magic? <laughs> I would like to agree with um, what everyone is saying. That is very valid point. Um, what I can say is magic is what you do every day. Um, your choice to get out of bed and to continue living, to walk outside the door and know that you're going to be okay for the rest of the day or doing the job that needs to be done. Um, it's saying, speaking with your spirits, you know, your daily practice, um, along with, you know, realizing that, you know, each step that you're taking, you're doing something to create something in the future as well. I like that. That's well put. How about you, Rob? How would you define magic? 
Hello. Thank you. I would I would totally agree with all these beautiful, excellent points of view. I would just add one if I may, I would just add one slight addition. To me personally I believe that it's very adamant to understand magic is also a very divine connection with your higher self, with the divine as well as within animism. To highly respect, of course, to highly respect all faceted aspects of nature. And to really to really be in tune with nature, I feel personally that in my own situation, of course, that that is when I find the most alignment or to actually create consciously to be able to will magic. It, it's, um, it's actually all around us all the time. And as all the little lovely other presenters have spoken so eloquently, I, I t- couldn't agree anymore. It's, Amazing. Right? I, I know. I find it fascinating. Everybody answered so differently, but yet I agree with each and every one of you in your, in your definitions <laughs> and descriptions of magic. And I feel like a lot of you touched on the, you know, the purposes of magic. We express it different ways and we use it different ways. And we think of it and describe it in different ways. But it seems that ultimately magic helps us to be better it helps us to you know get enjoy life more to do more in life to be our best selves better and you know feel connected to something more than us and you know in our different ways with our different different you know methods and things and you know right now it just seems like the world has been turned upside down for so many people it's important that we um can find ways to to use magic right now to help us help us cope with these challenges. So um I'd like to I'd like to discuss that if anybody um has anything to speak of in the way of specific practices you might suggest or, you know, just how what's different about how a magical person, you know, faces these challenges. What you know, what what is our magic really good for in these times when you know, we're all struggling and scared, you know, we're not feeling like powerful, you know, super beings right now at the moment, or, you know, I know a lot of people anyway have been, been struggling more than usual, you know, so I feel like, you know, we need to just get real with it, and let's talk about, you know, well, you know, what what can't magic do, and what, what can it do, and how can we actually use it right now to, to get through all this, because everybody's hating it, and I know I'm hating it, and I want it to be done with sooner rather than later. So um, I'd love to talk about talk about that and get into some details. Kick everybody's mind on that one. Let's figure this out, y'all. <laughs> so Melanie, it's Amber. I'd love to speak to what you just talked about. All right. Okay. So I'm going to share a slightly different experience I'm having during this time. I actually feel a lot more free and I suddenly have access to this feeling infinite of creative energy suddenly more available to me than it has ever been to me before. Um, There's this sense of, of, yes, we are in big change. Okay. No lie. Um, Change is not easy always, but sometimes it is. And sometimes um, what we perceive is like a negative if we step out of that and say, you know what, what's the gift in this? 
what's right about this that we're not getting? Now, do I love that people are getting sick and dying? Not necessarily, no. Um, But I also know death is part of life. We all are going to die, okay? Like none of us are getting off this planet alive, and we all have have an expiration date as far as our physical shell. And most of us, um, I can't speak for everybody, but a lot of us believe that our spirit will go on and our energy will go on. So what I see is that we are really transforming from third dimension into fifth dimensional world. And a lot of the things that that were happening, our, our paradigms, our economic systems, our corporations, they just simply don't work for the vast majority of people. We're tired of being held back. We're tired of being in systems of control and taught to be fearful. We want to be free as humans. We want to be able to express this divine um, energy we all are. And so what I notice is, yes, I'll have moments of uh, definitely uncertainty of um, my own stuff, my own garbage, my own bullshit, really, um, patterns I have that I have to face now. But for me, I've been noticing even more connection, even more magic, more people saying, you know what, we're going to do this different. And then suddenly we're, we're producing solutions to problems that we've been saying we can't do. Oh, that's impossible. Well, guess what? Anything is possible. And in this chaos, what if we could use the chaos to actually create something so much greater than what was happening before? And I'm really, my point of view is that this virus is a wake-up call. It's a wake-up call for humans. What y'all been doing isn't working, and you need to either change or die because you're hurting the planet. You're hurting your home that, that you live on. And I do feel Mother Earth is just saying, please connect back to me, and, and let's, let's have energetic exchanges. Let's have communion, the Earth is saying. And could you please stop torturing me, the Earth says. Could you please be more respectful? Could you remember that we're all part of the web of life? So I find that um, I've, I've actually been helping facilitate people out of fear and out of panic and remind them that we're divine beings. We're infinite beings who have amazing capabilities. And what if we could use those capabilities to create something beyond? And part of that is, you know, focusing on the, the, the unwanted you're going to get more of that. That's the law of the universe. So if we focus on strengthen your immune system, use magic, sigils, ritual, uh, vibrational, uh, herbal medicine, all these things are available to strengthen your immune system. And be smart. Do the real world work of washing your hands, um, you know, keeping physical distance. Uh, being respectful because you may be healthy, but um, you could potentially pass it on to someone who's not as healthy. So it's really an opportunity to be more kind and caring. So, uh, you know, that's my interesting point of view that, you know, what if, what if we can create a world that's beyond our wildest imaginings at this time now? What if all this energy that's available, we as magic practitioners utilize it? and contribute to ourselves, to each other, to the world, and, again, create this amazing world that we could be living right now. Absolutely. Um, may may uh, I add something? This would anybody Tommy. else like to speak on that? Sure. Yeah. Sure, this is Tommy. So I used to work in public health for a few years, and I worked um, in HIV and STD 
prevention education. And so I've gone through, I've read the um, you know, research and, and various things uh, dealing with the industry that I was in. And, and so as soon as I started hearing the hype of this, I started reflecting back. And so we've been through a viral pandemic that's still with us. And what have we learned? And the interesting thing for right. me is although the transmission of the virus is different, we cast a lot of judgment um, when HIV um, was, uh, you know, in the forefront uh, of, of the news. And, and now we've got something that is seemingly um, invisible. It's respiratory, so it's exhalations, it's coughing, it's sneezing, these things that feel much more um, out of control of self. And, and so there's not a simple way of just casting judgment saying this is happening because of this part of society or over these people aren't living rightly and all these kinds of things. Now it can happen to anybody. And I think it's interesting how it's, again, um, the earth teaching us something through a, a, a virus that actually rewrites our DNA. And I think it's interesting if we looking from an animistic perspective, spirit in all things and the spirit that animates my body is the same spirit that animates all things in the seen and unseen worlds, which means there's a spirit in that virus too. And I like to approach things with what do you have to teach me? What do you need and how may I give that to you as a way to, to converse and to look at things um, as the potential um, to be a great teacher. I looked at HIV as the opportunity to be a great teacher. Uh, and how do we look at this? I think there are the, the realities of, of, yes, people are dying, and that's um, really hard to deal with. It's very hard to cope with, and, and it's, it's nothing that we like to see. But nature works in an interesting way. Nature always works for the restoration of balance. And we have brought things to such a degree of imbalance that we're often leaving ourselves no other choice but for, for nature to intercede. I try to remain aware of when I slip into a human-centric perspective and when I try to stay in that um, more equal and animistic perspective. And, and so listening when I hear things like we're killing the earth or we're not killing the earth. What we're doing is that we're, we're making it not inhabitable for us. And this is an example yeah, that's correct. Of, of ways that we make it not Absolutely. inhabitable for us. The earth has gone through a few extinction periods and we are working toward that for ourselves unless uh, we do as Amber was saying is we got to wake up. We've got to wake up and look at what we're doing to the earth, look what we're doing to each other. And what we are seeing on some levels is a reforming of community, um, you know, albeit through you know, electronic means like podcasts, uh, video calls and those things. But it's important that we learn we've got to come together as community. If we don't work together and don't work with the understanding of the damage that we're causing that's making it less habitable for us to be here, then we don't see the payoff 
in doing uh, the the restoration of balance for for the earth and and the mother that we come from. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, yeah, I agree with a lot of a lot of what you said. Um, one thing one thing I'm hearing um though that um is what what I would like to ask next is yeah I've heard I've heard a lot of people talk about um you know the earth earth finding its balance and you know achieving a a state of stasis and you know presenting it um almost in a way that this is this is just the natural state of things due to due to our behavior you know due to due to you know perhaps climate change is making more making more viruses um you know but at the same time i i think that um i, I i'm not i, I don't know I, I think that we need to be careful in looking at it as some sort of punishment or something that Correct. that we deserve i mean i think nature just is you know it's neither good nor bad you know and um you know but it, it's something that i think that we should um you know try to try to eradicate and come out come out on top of, you know, I don't think that it's anything that you know, um you know, I don't think it's a it's a it's a punishment, but you know, I think it could that very well be just a natural result of, you know, or a lot of our human folly and things, you know, and damage to the environment and you know, this might just be the coming way of things that we're gonna have a lot more of these terrible mysterious viruses and we're just gonna have to you know find ways to um to, to overcome that. So um I wanted to talk specifically yeah. about um what we can do. Does anybody have do you, would you have any suggestions for um you know what what we can do with with magic specifically. Like, you know, what's the anybody have any ideas for like a simple simple rituals to do in your home or yeah, please share that. Well, you know, I, I'd like to go back a little bit about what everybody was talking about. All of this really is a magical thing that we are facing. We're being faced with death currently, and I think that we can't underestimate the power of of an initiatory experience, and I think we're all going through that right now. Um, you know, an initiation is essentially to begin again, a rebirth. And we are all kind of being reset and, and faced with our very own mortality. And that this is something that many of us alive right now have not really experienced before. And it's terrifying. And it, it is a, a kind of magic in itself that we're already going through. Um, but somebody mentioned before, I'm not quite sure who it was, um, but magic is kind of what we do every day. Um, and it, I think that there's a lot of power in that as well and that – magic is ritualistic. It is doing the same thing on a regular basis, whether that be the same meditations, uh, the same invocations of spirits or deities that you work with, but it needs to be on a regular basis. And I think that one of the things we can do is take this opportunity um, to be confined in our homes and really focus on that. Our routines have been completely changed. And so we can't do the regular nine to fives that we used to. At this point, I think that we can take that opportunity to start to reset our own magical ritual style, whatever that may be. Yeah, I believe it was it was Marcus Keith that um, said that magic is what we do every day. Marcus, do you what do, what are you finding that 
what are you doing in these days to with magic to help you um, cope and um, understand what's going on and get through it all? Can you share with us? Yes. Uh, so what I've been doing, um, what I've been doing uh, personally, um, I've been working with the uh, Litany Against Fear, which is a prayer that is um, from the series, the Dune series, the Dune um, series by Robert, not Robert Highland. Um, um, I'm forgetting the author's name right now. Oh, God. But, um, Frank Herbert. The Litany. Frank Herbert, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just remember that I only I'm only saying the prayer right now in my head right now because I'm a little um a little shaky, but right now everyone's just responding to things um and really kind of seeing I'm what I'm seeing is that you know it's how everybody how everybody's reacting to fear um and and you know not knowing how things can spread fast or what measures can be taken right now and um. I have been offering every Wednesday uh, at noon uh, to do a, a live virtual, um, like ritualistic chant to do um, the litany against fear, uh, to say it to yourself and then seeing yourself saying it to your loved ones and then to the community and then elsewhere. Um, so that's what I've been doing. Um, if, if, I, if I may um, just recite it really quick. Hold on a second. So the litany against fear, it goes, I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me, turn the inner eye to see its path. Where the fear has gone, there will be nothing and only I will remain. And if anybody's seen the movie um, or, or read the book series um, to see, you know, the transformation that the um, protagonist goes through, um, but also just like saying it to myself, I, I'm, I'm acknowledging that, you know, I'm scared. There's a lot of, there's lots, a lot of stuff to be scared um, watching other people reacting to things and seeing, um, the choices that that they're making, um, seeing friends bicker and kind of pointing fingers like, oh, they must have COVID because they're acting a certain way, or watching others like, oh, they have a mask on, you don't stay, you must stay away from them. When wearing a mask is a preventative measure, um, you know, someone may be wearing a mask to actually keep you safe. <laughs> I've been doing, but um, listening to what we're uh, what we're discussing right now uh, about how the Earth is reacting. And how we are coming to um, how we're coming to a, a head point on understanding that yeah you we're we're kind of recognizing that things are not things are not good and the earth is taking back its place. Um, I've, I'm also uh, in the apprenticeship for the um, the fairy seership with Orion Foxwood and the House of Bree, and there is um, there is a chance that uh, we sing. Um, Tommy, if you if you can correct me uh, if I'm wrong, but it's the the chant of the seer, I believe. Um, it goes, 
We are a people of the earth. We are a people of the sky. We are a people of the heart. We are remembering. We are remembering. Correct. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't so, know we'd have a musical musical guest on tonight. Wow, I feel so honored, <laughs> listeners. That I was did, just I heard a once in a lifetime experience, yeah, right there. Yes, <laughs> well, the so, premiere of I'm Hollywood's going, next big star. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm going back to my base. I'm going back to my basics, which is singing, which is chanting, um, and then putting it into and putting it into ritualistic practice. Um, uh, you know, um, lots of folks, you know, um, it's, you know, sometimes, sometimes they just fine, you know, but like there's other layers that you can add to your own protections, add to your own practice. Um, you know, if you are washing your hands, you, you can say the litany against fear at the same time. Um, you say the litany against fear as many times until your fear subsides, until you can move forward. Um, and then also, um, <laughs> I actually like to tell folks um, in my readings and my sessions with them, if they don't have a prayer when they're doing their cleansing bath, um, I actually like to recommend creating a salt scrub, you know, however you like to, however you like to make it with conditioned oils and um, a carrier oil for your skin and salt. And then um, just, if you have a shower, you don't want to do a bath, a bathtub um, cleanse uh, to actually just do that. And in the shower, um, with my own salt scrub, I like to sing "Don't Rain, Don't Rain on My Parade" by Barbara Streisand. <laughs> because <laughs> nice, so you can it adapt is. it. Yeah. So tell me yeah. a little bit yes. more about that. How would you do like a, a bath bathtub cleanse? Is that what you called it? A bathtub um, cleanse. Absolutely. Yes, there are many spiritual. There are many recipes for spiritual baths, um, which basically is um, you. You fill a bathtub up with warm water, and then um, you go to your kitchen, and then you um, you boil some water, and then you add herbs of a cleansing condition. Um, that could be anything from hyssop to any um, salt. Um, I, you know, I have a recipe that I've created, but there's many different ways you can do it as well. There's lots of workers you can connect with, um, especially Tommy Starchild, um, and. Uh, <laughs> you basically um, would do a cleansing bath when, you know, at the end of a day, the beginning of a task uh, to help uh, change the energetic field around you, but also to uh, acknowledge to your spirit that you are trend, you're doing something else. You are moving into a ne- another space or you are moving uh, forward somewhere else. Um, and then also after a bath to, um, you know, anoint yourself somehow with a, a sacred oil. So what kind of ingredients would you recommend? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Oh, can you repeat that? Oh, oh, go go ahead. I just said absolutely jump in. Oh, I can't repeat that. This this is Rob, if I may jump in just a moment uh, to add to what Marcus is brilliantly speaking about, about a spiritual cleansing bath. Afterwards, you could also use the same, uh, take some from the bath, of course, and add it to a lovely floor wash as well to definitely keep the negativity spiritually, physically, and germ-wise out of your house as well. That that would be tremendous beneficial. 
to do what Floor Ross as well to not only, you know, in Contra, you know, not only do you wash your floor from the back to the front, but you also watch wash your doorstep and, and your windows on your door and things like that. That is uh, absolutely imperative. Uh, that would absolutely be that would absolutely be beneficial to, you know, keep of course and, and as Marcus brilliantly pointed out, there are many formulas and different types of mutual baths. Ammonia is is a great cleansing agent, and if you add ammonia as well to the to the spiritual cleansing bath or the floor wash, that is obviously a great cleansing agent to keep viral or bacterial germs down. So that's brilliant, absolutely great suggestions. All right, so I'm going to um, Rob and Tommy. I want to ask both of you actually. Yeah. Um, what can both of you um, recommend? I'm curious about what specific herbs you might recommend if someone just wants to, I mean, of course, the best measures for protection are, you know, washing your hands and staying inside and the obvious like that. But if someone wants like a, a layer of extra magical protection or, you know, cleansing to help try to ward off, um, you know, ward off, ward off bad, bad stuff, whatever you want to call it. Um, what, what specific herbs and um, or plants or oils would you recommend? Um, Rob, you go first, and then Tommy, if you could answer that too, please. Okay. Oh, thank you, thank you. Honestly, my staple go-to besides Florida water is honestly herbs, high soup, brew, angelica root. Agromony, per se, in this situation, one that you could burn, of course, is frankincense. Uh, and for the particular style of cleansings, negative energies, I'm trying to focus on uh, particularly the for the component of the viral aspect instead of just you know the the generals as far as herbs used for spiritual cleansing work. The uh I believe I mentioned Angelica roots as well. So those are my staples. Those are the the major ones that I absolutely can't even keep in stock. Honestly, I use them so frequently. Oh, as well as bay leaves and rosemary. I'll stop right there. I'll stop right there. There's a <laughs> there's a whole ton. There's a whole ton of them that that I uh, use frequently for this particular kind of work. Go ahead, Tommy. Okay. Um, that's certainly a list that I would dip into as well. Um, a couple of them. Uh, my, my personal favorite, and I kind of use it for, for a lot of things uh, because I have a deep relationship with it, is lavender. Um, and and I've, I've developed a, a relationship with lavender over the years, so I really get lavender to, to work a lot for me. But lavender is antimicrobial, antibacterial, uh, antifungal. So it's got cleaning agents that can be poured right into an open wound. So it's safe to use. You can inhale it use and, and breathe the essential oil in. Uh, and uh, it'll help uh, in opening up uh, upper respiratory area. And cedar. Cedar is another good one that um, carries um, uh, cleansing antibacterial uh, properties as well. And uh, is readily available. Both of those are pretty easy to find. And you can use them in the forms of smoke as an incense or essential oils. Um, and like I said, since we're dealing with 
something that's in the respiratory system, those two are also safe to inhale. Um, you don't sit and inhale huge amounts of them. You just want to lightly inhale them. Um, essential oils are highly concentrated, so it doesn't take much. And the way that they work is it's going through the mucous membrane of the sinus cavity, so it's going right into the bloodstream. So you're having a direct effect. Yes, I yeah, like I'd like to add also aloe and echinacea. Echinacea is, yes. is amazing for the autoimmune. Yeah, there's so many things that we can do to to help us um, stay protected and and healthy right now. I'd um, like to jump so, into that um, as well. Um, yeah, I like to look at the lore of herbs, and there's a lot of magic and power behind stories. Even looking at things like um, garlic, old old tales mm-hmm. about vampires, and uh, even just hanging it in your home. It has incredible antibacterial properties uh, to cleanse the air in your home and cleanse things around it. Also has a lot of great um, cleansing properties for the blood. Uh, so it's something that, you know, even just looking to things like fairy tales can tell us a lot about different herbs that we can use for protection right now. I also personally like, I know people have mentioned rosemary, but birch is a big protective spirit mm-hmm. for me that I work a lot with, and that's another great one to call upon mm-hmm. and to work with. Hopefully it's something that um, is easily available in your area. There are many different kinds of birch, not just um white paper birch, but there's a Colorado birch, there's, which is a river birch, but there's a lot of different types of birch spirits that you can call upon for protection right now. Hmm. That's a good idea. If I may interject. Oh, okay. Uh, if I may interject. Um, yes, agreeing to um, everything that is being said. But um, ultimately, uh, uh, what I'm hearing is, you know, we should listen to our plant allies. You know, what are the other properties that that maybe um, that we can attribute to for protection and also for cleansing uh, for for ourselves, for our spirit, things like that. Um, I um, <laughs> I happen to incorporate rose a lot with a, a lot of what I do, um, but some folks may think like, oh, that's that's about love. You know, I need protection, but of course you would want something for love. You would want to love yourself. You would want to have the support and love of others, but. Also, when you're when you're researching, um, when you're looking at the lore, when you're looking at the 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 growth patterns of certain plants, you know, what is a rose? What do people have roses rose bushes on, in front of their house for? You know, it's not only just to look pretty, but roses have thorns. They're protective. They protect the home from people entering their garden, their yards, um, stabbed if you don't take care of it, you know, right. You don't if you don't uh, handle it right. I would say, you know, rose is a very protective um, uh, spirit as well, um, to, and also to incorporate for that loving energy that you may need as well. Absolutely. And rose, I agree. rose water is an easy thing to add to the tea. Yeah, or yes. the bath, yeah, yeah. or the floor wash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd things. like to, to add on to this wonderful conversation. Um, I've actually been burning little bits of cedar, um, and following it with, um, cause cedar to me is very purifying and then bringing in just a little bit of sage to bring in the blessing and ask for the protection of, you know, ancestors and guides. And of course the, uh, 
you know, medicine of the plant itself. Um, I have a habit of also slicing lemons up because, again, lemon is purifying and it has a very strong smell and it activates that very fresh and clean energy, you know, via scent. You know, scent is very powerful. We have very powerful memories associated with the sense of smell. So even just smelling the lemons, um, and you could also use lemons to uh, create a uh, water. You could put it in your bath. You can drink it. Um, so there's all these different ways to use a very common item. Um, and uh, I will take lemons and slice them up, and then I will put salt on them and dishes around my environment to, again, intend that I am purifying my environment, purifying the energy, as well as grounding anything that I'm not interested in that's not working for the environment or me. Um, another thing I've been doing is taking um, – Specific herbal remedies, um, oil of oregano is one of the most powerful as well with garlic, um, natural antibiotics. And I'm not an herbalist, so I'm just going to preface that. That is not my, my thing. I'm not a doctor, so I'm not here to tell you any of that. Um, but I know for me I've been using uh, oil of oregano just a little bit um, in a sh little shot of water a couple times a day, especially the last few days I've been filling um, my throat chakra kind of get dried out from a lot of talking and, um, you know, just in case to, to ward off any kind of thing that might be trying to, to set into my immune system, you know, taking your vitamins, put intentions into your basic vitamins and food to amp up the level of health. Um, these are all, you know, accessible things um, that we can be doing. And then, um, you know, of course, if you are sensitive to smoke, just be mindful of that. There's other ways as, you know, the other practitioners have suggested to utilize it. I would also like to bring in the rock friends, our gem and mineral friends um, here, from here. the earth. Um, <laughs> tons of oh, success yeah. with hematite. Um, I actually put hematite in my pocket uh, when I went to the grocery store today. And um, even though I, I was very, very scattered earlier today, it, it helped me um, ground just a little bit better and not be as scattered. Uh, and then I used some, some energy techniques and a little help with facilitation from a good friend um, to, to help bring me back into to alignment. And I took a nap. Do not underestimate the magic of a good nap. Um, yeah. So these are all, you know, just some, some things available, some easy things. And if you don't have access to, to herbs and, and stones of specific whatever, you know, amethyst is pretty common. That's a wonderful one to, again, for protection, for grounding out energy that you don't want. And um, lavender uh, oil, that's another wonderful touchstone. Um, lavender will give you a lift and, like, stimulate you if you require stimulation. But if you require relaxing, it will relax you. So that's another, you know, just wonderful, you know, resource from the earth, a gift that we can utilize. And, again, pretty easy to, to access most of these things. Um, and I also wanted to tell you just a little something interesting. Uh, the house familiar um, of the environment I live in currently um, must have felt this energy so much of the call that she came meowing up to me and settled in very excited, very happy, pure, pure, uh, you know, pure, uh, just very happy. She's actually staring at me right now like she knows I'm <laughs> talking about her. But um, our animal companions are another, um, you know, whether it's a familiar or your uh, companion animal, Animals are very aware of what's going on. They're very sensitive. They're gifting us energy, and it's our duty also to remember to gift them energy back because 
they're they're helping facilitate energy as well. That's a good point. And well we have so many ways to use our magic, different different methods to use it in different different angles that we can approach this with. So this this conversation really shows Absolutely. me that 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 we all just all have something something different to bring and you know, while we might not feel like that you know, we can individually or even collectively or even you know, even collectively just stop the virus, you know, we can approach it in different ways. Like you know, we can do, let's do some magic to try to bring new research that makes some medical breakthroughs happen, you know. Let's try to do yeah. whatever healing magic we can can't, we can do, whatever protective magic we Send can do. Send energy whatever. to our medical professional professionals. I mean, one thing I've been doing on a consistent, regular basis is um, sending energetic gifts, um, energetic, um, you know, bursts to people and um, I'm also praying, the simple act of prayer, of praying for all our medical professionals, our grocery workers, our janitorial, our cl- cleaners, our garbage um, collectors, all these people who are really the backbone of our culture, keeping us glued together. Um, and, and gratitude is very powerful magic, just thanking each person I encounter that is in, in the field working and risking their health for our care. I am thanking them genuinely and saying thank you for being here and, and just giving them that, that recognition that I really appreciate what they're doing. And, and then, you know, um, those who are open, I give them a little energetic zap for health and, and strength. So these are all Absolutely. wonderful things that we can do. And, and we have such a wise group here sharing, and, and thank you all for, for sharing. Absolutely. And thank I just you. want to say everybody that's listening out there, um, you, know, you might feel alone right now. You might feel like that there's, you know, we've all had a lot of our work taken away. So you might feel kind of purposeless right now. But I want to tell everybody out there that's listening and joining us tonight on the air that we all, each and every one of us, has power and a purpose, no matter who you are, no matter where you are. And as you can, you can, you know, see from from the people that we have in our conversation tonight, you know, we each have unique things to bring unique ways that we can help um you know if it's just sending a loving feeling out from your heart you know in hopes that it reaches somebody that needs that we are all of us needing extra strength right now extra extra hope right now extra optimism so everybody out there listening i just encourage you to do do what you can to use your magic and by that i mean opening your heart to just the the flow of the universe, the loving flow of the universe, the powers that you feel are divine, that you feel that you can tap into. Use that to nourish yourself. Use that to help take care of others in your own way. So um, on that note, um, I would like for everybody to you know consider using your own energetic abilities to the fullest. And on that note, I would like to take turns asking all of our guests tonight um to just share your tips, I'd like everybody to chime in on this question, and I'd like you to share your tips about what makes magic work and what makes it not work. What are your best tips? Like, what what is required for somebody for somebody to be able to to do magic that works? What what gets in the way of it? Um, sometimes working. Uh, Rob Abbott, can we start with you on this question? Yes, thank you so much. My number one word of advice would absolutely be never doubt. Never doubt yourself. Always stand strong in your in your foundation. Speak to your ancestors. Of course, I'm going to get on a rant about 
speaking to your ancestors. Never doubt your own work. I think that that is detrimental. Believe. Absolutely believe. Stand in your foundation. Stand within your own connection with the divine. It's imperative. The reason why that it, I feel mostly that magic doesn't per se work, either A, it's just... I'm going to get on a side rant about justification, but I'll try not to. But B, the reason why that it perhaps wouldn't work besides self-doubt is that it's just not in alignment with spirit. Whether we're going to speak about destiny and fate and how we can wield or bend that conscious energy. Absolutely belief. Absolutely believing without a doubt, and speak it as it already is instead of will it be. That's an important lesson and a hard lesson I personally learned throughout the years is, is to speak it as it is instead of if it will be. I agree with that. Yeah, it has to be in the present moment. Um, how about you, Tommy Starchild? Would you like to... To um, answer that and telling your best tips for what makes magic work or what makes it not work. Sure. Um, uh, I would repeat a lot of the same things. <laughs> um, and Thank you. For, sure. For me, um, yeah, that doubt tips into um, a, a larger a kind of wellhouse of complications that can get in the way of, of magic working and it's the complexes of the ego self. Um, understanding the difference between the authentic self and the ego self so that when you are going to your altar, when you are lighting your candles, when you are performing your spells and magic, that you have moved your ego self aside and you're standing in your authentic self where you and the divine, both the stellar world and the underworld are aligning and you're mediating that energy out into your working around you. And if you're not doing that, if your ego self is coming in, then you're, you're performing um, wishes and desires of your ego self, which may not be in alignment with um, higher spirits. It may not be in alignment with your ancestors. It may not be in alignment with nature spirits. And then that can also bring in self-doubt because the complexes of the ego self are very, very tricky. And we have stories and yeah. mythos that go out, you know, for centuries, the history of mankind, Kali slaying the demons of mankind. So we know that these are our stumbling blocks and they definitely get in the way of our ability to mediate and facilitate magic. When we are standing in that flow of energy, mediating the upper world and the underworld out into the physical world, then magic just automatically happens. And it doesn't have to come from your personal energy, but you're able to mediate those divine forces out into uh, your world around you. I like that. Uh, Sora, would you like to answer? Yes. Uh, you know, I think... A lot of what we've talked about already is consistency, consistency with washing your hands, consistency with ritual, and I think that that's really important within magic in ensuring that it, uh, quote-unquote, works or not. Uh, no matter what type of magic you work, you really need to respect the relationship that you have with the spirits that you work with, 
whether that spirit is yourself, your ancestors, your familiars, um, but you also need to hold up your end of the bargain. Uh, so your consistency in your offerings to these spirits that you work with. Uh, if you're invoking the help of a, let's say, an archangel like Raphael for healing, or if you work with goetic spirits and are invoking Marbus, a demon, for example, to help heal this current pandemic, um, you need to be sure that you are truly t tuning into them and what they are offering and, and what you can offer in return for this relationship with these other spirits that you're working with. Hmm. I, I like that. That's interesting. And how about you, Marcus? What would you say helps magic work or not work? I would agree with everybody here and in alignment with Tommy Starchild. Um, uh, you know, that some of the work that you may be doing may be in response to your ego. Um, my my suggestion is that it all starts with you. It all starts with you. If you are doing, a, if you're doing work on this, you know, what are you acknowledging? Are you acknowledging the fear or are you trying to call forth something on the other side, you know, um, to meet the other side um, at a, at an end point or at the next step that you're trying to go to? Like lots of folks, will try to work prosperity um, and then only get like a certain amount of money and then have to do it over and over and over and over and over again. But prosperity is not just about getting cash or getting money. It's living forward. It's prospering, moving and growing forward um, for the next step for, um, for the next time that you may not need to do that working when you, when you go to your altar. And uh, um, just to um, reflect everything here, it's, it's the conscious creation of everything that we're doing, you know, like every step we're taking, not every step we're taking right now, um, right now to protect ourselves, to provide healing to others, um, to provide comfort and you know, share information, you know, magic starts with you. And if it doesn't work, um, if, if there's a spell that you're doing, if there's, if you're not, um, getting the message right or if there's not the outcome you know you have to go back to you know back to basics listen to your ancestors listen to your spirits go back to your divination tools um and also uh there are many aspects of deity that are not just what we read in um in mythology or uh what what we just get on a basic google search <laughs> things like um for instance, um, the goddess Hecate, uh, she has many epithets of not just of death, but she is also the, a guide. Um, she helps with folks who are at a crossroads. The, um, the great goddess Inanna, who, um, who was stripped of everything and rose from the underworld and claimed the underworld um, and, and heaven and earth. Um, not, not only is she of, of love and of fertility, um, I'm just trying to think of that, but she's also of war. She's a warrior goddess. You know, um, I would like, you know, right now I'm working with both. I'm acknowledging, I'm working with my spirit. I'm working with Inanna and Hecate at the same time, which can mm. be um, can be trying because I'm hearing two, two voices sometimes and sometimes I'm hearing one, but, you know, listening and working with those aspects of our spirits of our companions of our um of our guides and honing into that key that can help us move forward absolutely and amber do you have any tips to share with us about 
how what makes magic yeah. work or not work? Yeah, I've noticed, of course, uh, these are wonderful answers. And, uh, you know, again, echoing alignment, um, consistency, being really clear with yourself. Um, I like to think of it as building a pie. And I'm putting in ingredients in my pie, and I want my pie to be wonderful. So I don't want necessarily things like fear or panic in my pie for healing, for example. Um, So I want to really um, work on my own vibration before I begin a magical working, even if it's a very simple one like just lighting a candle, maybe not even full-out ritual, but um, even just lighting a simple candle. I want to make sure I'm um, in my body. First, most, I'm aware of my own energy and what I'm bringing to the table, what I'm putting in my pie. And then I'm asking, um, you know, use the tools, your herbs, your gems, um, working with the spirits, the elementals, your ancestors, uh, the the divine um, in all its forms. uh, And asking those allies and asking, you know, our gods and goddesses to contribute um, to the working. Um, I find that definitely strengthens my spell work, my ritual work. Um, being really clear on those intentions and really resonating as much of that energy as I can. Um, my personal experience when the magic doesn't work, it's either um, my my energy wasn't in alignment. I was coming from, you know, maybe fear or worry or something. I was putting those things in the pie and it was messing up my pie. So, uh, you know, or it's that it just doesn't show up how you think. Like you might have a certain idea of how it's supposed to turn out and something shows up and maybe you don't recognize it right away and then you don't acknowledge it um, and then that energy kind of starts dissipating um, and not being as strong. So when, when anything shows up that's different, that you're like, hey, is that what I was asking for? Is that the change I was asking for? Is that, is that the magic I was asking to show up? Um, because it's going to often show up in ways that we don't expect. And so acknowledging it and say, thank you for that. I I recognize it. I appreciate it more, please. Thank you. Um, Also helps bring that, that current of energy um, to remain steady and in flow. But if you're like, Oh, it didn't work. And, and then you're ignoring that. Well, actually it did, but it just showed up in a really weird way that you didn't recognize right away. Um, And also I would say something we forget in basics sometimes is also, um, you know, when you do spell work, you don't want to, again, um, invite other people's energy into the pie. So you want to make sure that your own personal energy is clear. Um, And and this is why I don't usually do magic for other people. I will do it with them, but I will teach you how to do it. Um, but you all are powerful, so Absolutely. why should I do it for you when, like, you're totally fully empowered? So especially with what we're ha- what's happening right now is, you know, I'm just reminding people that you're powerful and, like, you have this energy, and here are some tools. And one of them I'm going to share right here right now is, um, you know, light or heavy. Is it is it light and expansive? Is it neutral energy? Or is it heavy? We all know what heavy feels like. And light is your truth. And heavy is not your truth. It might be a lie. So if you feel like, ooh, this fear, okay, does it feel light or heavy? Cool. It's pretty heavy for me, so it doesn't work for me. So, okay, what is true for me? Okay, what else is available? And as a, um, you know, an empathic person and also someone who's been through trauma, which is a lot of what, you know, we've all gone through different things and we're going through it right now. So to be aware of where those are changing your intuitions and keeping you from your truth 
and being able to just gently say, I acknowledge you and I'm releasing, I'm letting you go so I can focus my energy in a, you know, more uh, productive, helpful way to myself. Um, and being aware when you're taking on other people's energy, that's going to mess with your pie. Um, so a simple thing is to just check in. Is this my energy? Is this mine? Oh, it's not mine? Cool. Return to sender. Return to sender with consciousness attached. Return to the original uh, sender with that consciousness attached. Return it with kindness. And then that energy goes back to where it originated, that point of creation. And then that, that energy can change. But I cannot change ener- any energy that is not mine. I can offer gifts of energy and invite people into um, enjoying and utilizing certain energy, but I cannot do it for you. What I can do is empower you. So if we just pay attention to where you feel really weighed down and you feel heavy, it's probably not your energy. And it's okay to return it because when people have their energy and they're not leaking, they are so powerful, so powerful. And so, and it's the same with the earth. We're, we're, oh, we need to save the earth. No, we don't need to because she's great. We need to save humanity, maybe. We need to save ourselves. <laughs> but we gift back that earth energy and say, here, Mama, um, I was holding your energy. I'm sorry. Here's it back. Thank you. And the earth says, thank you, baby. Here's some energy for you because I love you so much. Let's commune. So suddenly we're now communing and we're having this beautiful back and forth. So these are just a couple simple things to do, whether you do it just through intention, through ritual, um, but light or heavy, uh, check in with your own energy. Is it yours? Return it. These are just a few simple tools to keep your energy clean, pure, focused. So when you do magic, you get some amazing results. That's wonderful. Thanks so much for sharing that. I think that's a really helpful tip. Well, our show will be wrapping up soon, but I I have too many questions. I have to pick one final (laughs) question that I'm going to ask everybody. So I just want to, um, want to ask, um, what, what can we, what can we take away from, from tonight's show? I just, I would just like to ask everybody if you feel compelled. I feel like I just feel in my heart, like there's more to say, um, to help our listeners out there tonight, I would like to say that that we're all powerful beings. We all have something inside us that we can tap into. We all have more than us outside of us that we can tap into. Um, even if we might feel alone and be alone right now, the universe is a mysterious place, and you know we we can tap into all that and use it in our own own way. So. Um, that's my final thought is to, you know, you utilize all your power for, you know, don't forget that you're more than your body. You're bigger than your body. You're part of the whole universe. You're part of nature and we can get through this. So um, let's, let's just go and turn. Um, Amber, would you like, do you have any final words to share? And then we can, sure. we can, um, you yeah. know, if you have a, anything like it, ways people can get in touch with you too, you know, share that and, then we can we can let you go sadly. <laughs> but yeah, what would you like to share with us? I've absolutely really enjoyed Yes, thank you. I've actually really enjoyed um meeting you all virtually online. I can feel your energy and and our wisdom being shared and it's just so beautiful and I look forward, by the way, to being in person when the time comes. So um that's just what I want to say right off. Thank you so much for all being here, being involved and and being in the world and doing your thing. 
Um, what I would say the takeaway for me is um, that heart-centered space. I'm a very heart-centered person. I'm a hugger. Um, it's hard for me. Obviously, like, I can't hug people right now. Um, but I can energetically hug. I can energetically um, connect with people that I would have ignored before because I was in my little world, just living life or whatever. So this is a real opportunity to remember our connection to each other and give kindness. Kindness is a superpower, and the caring stories, the kind stories, the ways we're connecting, the ways we're encouraging each other and supporting each other, strangers are, you know, helping strangers it's we're remembering we're all connected we're all different we're all have our own individuality and yet we're also connected and so my takeaway is be kind practice gratitude and um, enjoy enjoy we're still alive we're living and um, there's still joy and fun even to be had so celebrate those things Uh, really dive into them um, and and expand that energy because that's that's what what we all really are craving is that connection that deep um, you know caring and kindness. So um, if you're you're interested in um, just even being my friend on Facebook and just like enjoying my ridiculous memes and little tips and I just try to encourage people and have some fun, laugh. Um, you know, uh, you are welcome to friend me on Facebook, Amber Zetta. Um, Zeta Moon is my business page. Not a lot goes on there. I do um, most of my fun on my personal page, and you can also follow me. Um, right now, my website is going through some reconstruction. So, you know, if you're interested in one, getting on my prayer list, um, having a session with me, doing some clearing work, um, getting support, whatever, um, you can PM me on Messenger. You can email me at Zeta Moon llc at gmail.com and um, those are some just easy ways to contact me Um, i also have a phone number 832-819-4824 and you can call you can leave a text message you can leave a voicemail Um, i i tend to do different things with my phone and don't always answer so don't be you know um, scared off by that just leave a message Um, i am offering a class working with the dark goddess um, launching on april 7th tuesday night at 6 p.m mountain time where we're going to take a seven week course um, one class per per week where we're going to dive deep and and start addressing shadow work with dark goddess learn about dark goddess if you know you don't know what that's all about Um, but that's one thing i'm offering right now and also on my page i'm promoting other people's things so um, even if you don't resonate with mine, you might really dig some of the people I'm talking about. Um, that's one of my superpowers. I bridge. I really want to connect people to resources and each other, especially now. Um, we need to stick together. We're in this together, and we're going to get through this together. So just remember Absolutely. that. We're, we're going to get through this. Here, here. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Amber. I really appreciate you thank joining you. us tonight. and. I look forward to networking with you, you, um, you know, online and in person when we're again allowed to. (laughs) Uh, Sora, would you like to share any final words with us? Absolutely. Thank you so much to everybody, and thank you, Melanie and Ed, for having us all on here. It's been a pleasure and an honor, Um, and I've I've learned so much from everybody, and you've given me a lot of food for thought, and I'm really going to be taking this with me and carrying this 
And I think that that's something we can all do. Right now is a time for listening. And I think it's important to to be still and, and to value the silence that we we have now as as hard as it is to listen to at times. I think it's something that we can really learn from. And uh, this, this really is a big dark before the light and, again, another initiation that we're all kind of undergoing together uh, globally, not just uh, within America or just as pagans. This is something that we are all dealing with in our own different ways. Uh, and I know that so many people have different opinions about it, but uh, I think we are all in this together. So thanks again for having us, and thanks to the listeners for being here. Uh, I can be found at Sormin, that's S-O-R-O-R-M-I-M-M, on Facebook. Uh, and Sor, just if anybody doesn't know, means sister uh, in Latin. So that's where that comes from. And uh, I provide herbal consultations, magical herbalism courses, uh, witchcraft and divination services, and you can find me online at Y-E-O-L-D-E-M-A-G-I-C-S-H-O-P-P-E. Yieldmagicshop.com. Well, thank you so much, Sora, ma'am. It was a pleasure to have you on, and I'm looking so forward to your uh, bone divination presentation. Whenever in the future I'm still dreaming, I know we'll be able to actually have the Mystical Minds Convention um, sometime soon. Um, everybody listening out there, if you'd like more information about uh, so or Mim, Amber Zeta, or any of our other presenters, and you can go to mysticalmindsconvention.com. While our in-person convention is currently postponed, we are going to have that in person you know, whenever in the future that it becomes safe and that we can do that again. Um, but you can go in there right now, and we still have all the pre- all the bios of all our presenters listed, and along with their websites and other contact info. So um, you can connect that way on our website at mysticalmindsconvention.com, and just go ahead and connect, sign up for updates, so that we can let you know when we are able to uh, reschedule that. So um, thanks again, Sora Ma'am. I appreciate you being on tonight. And um, Tommy Starchild, do you have any final words of wisdom for us tonight? Sure. Uh, I'd also like to echo the the thank you. Thank you, Ed, for facilitating this, and Melanie for bringing us all together and uh, and for bringing the uh, Mystical Minds Convention together, even though we've had to postpone it. Um, I am very confident that we can come together in person and enjoy this space in uh, in real time. <laughs> And and also thank you for all the listeners uh, and uh, my uh, fellow guests that were on this call. And I would echo what's already been said. And then my, my fairy companion, Sims, keeps offering um, a cleansing. I mean, we've talked about uh, washing our hands, washing our hands. We've talked about spiritual cleansings uh, and, and what we can do magically. Uh, and, and so they want to offer up a, a cleansing chant. And this can be done. While washing your hands, there's, there's essentially three lines to it. It works on those three parts of self that I mentioned at the beginning. And if you say this nine times while washing your hands, you're covering that length of time necessary. And so it's, I cleanse myself of the desires of self that I might desire myself. I cleanse myself of the ego of self that I might know myself. I cleanse myself of the attachment of self, that I might free myself. 
And so this can be done, like I said, nine times while washing your hands and knowing while you're washing your hands, not only you're cleansing your hands, doing what CDC has requested, <laughs> but you're also performing a, a spiritual and physical cleanse on yourself. I can I like be that. found. Thank you. I can be found most easily on Facebook. Tommy Starchild. Tommy is spelled with an I E. And that's the easiest place to locate me right now. Uh, I'm offering uh, readings over the phone or, or video call. Um, I'm in between spaces right now. I'm working at o- opening up my own store and, and got, um, a process that I'm going through to obtain small business loans. So that's taking some time. Um, my current website is from my old business called myauthenticself.com. And so you can go there and check me out uh, a little bit more about me there. Um, but the best way to contact me is to private message me from Facebook, uh, email me at starchild, SD for San Diego, at gmail.com, or go to the Mystical Minds Convention website and uh, pull out some information from me there. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being on. And um, Tommy, and I really look forward to whenever we're able to actually have the Mystical Minds Convention in person. I'm hoping that um, that you can still join us for that whenever that may be. So I'm, I'm still Most hopeful definitely. and uh, looking forward to, to that day. I really appreciate you being on tonight. Um, Rob Abbott, I can feel across the ethers that you have some final words of wisdom to share do you? <laughs> oh, thank you so much. First, I would just like to express my gratitude to the fellow panelists. It's been a pleasure getting to know each and every one of you somewhat better this evening. Thank you to all the listeners. Thank you specifically to Ed and lovely Miss Melanie. Uh, my um, one thought that I would like to reiterate to, to add on to the brilliance that the other lovely presenters have spoken about. I kept receiving that it's important to express a law of attraction. The law of attraction is, you know, if you're constantly in the mindset of attracting a viral threat or negative energies, whether that be spiritually or physically, you know, we need to definitely reiterate the fact that we need to attract positivity uh, and put that out to continually draw that back in instead of live life fearfully or under such a predominant threat. If I may, you can reach me. Uh, um, many of you, I think, are already, the presenters at least, are already on my personal Facebook page. Uh, Melanie mentioned at the beginning that I'm the owner of Mystical Mojo. That is Mystical with a K, M-Y-S-T-I-K-A-L. Uh, I offer many services in my business page, including doing spiritual workings for folks of a large variety, as well as to give back. I, I've i recently started doing uh, Facebook Lives on Thursday evenings, offering divination services as well. You could reach me through my business page. And also, I'm on Instagram as well. Mystical Mojo 13, actually. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Rob, thank for so- 
being on and joining us tonight, and I appreciate you sharing your information. And again, anybody out there that's listening, if you want to connect with any of our presenters, if you didn't have a pen handy and you missed this information, um, this show is going to be archived. You can also go to um, mysticalmindsconvention.com and check our presenters tab and um, that will direct you to many of our um, presenters contact information or you can always email me and I can I can get you, get you in touch with um, everybody so it was one of the main points of our convention was networking and getting people together so um, I just want to urge everybody out there to you know, let's make those connections now. Even though we can't meet in person, you know, we can talk online. We can talk on phone. We can, you know, get together, you know, mentally and spiritually if we can't get together um, physically. So um, I just want everybody, you know, to feel feel comfortable. Our presenters are very friendly and they're all open to connecting and invite you to check out their websites and social media pages. And um, thank you again, Rob. And I hope to talk to you soon. Um, Marcus, Keith, uh, can you share your final thoughts with us? Yes. I, thank you, everybody. Um, it was really wonderful being a part of this. Um, and thank you, Melanie and Ed, for hosting this. And can't wait to actually do this in person. Um, I, as I can reflect, Amber's um, notion uh, mentioned that, you know, it's I, – I like hugging. <laughs> and it's um, – yeah, it's it's it is a little awkward to that we have to practice uh, social distancing and then, but you know, right now it, it's what we have to do. Ah. and um, so uh, but just just to piggyback and just to reflect everything that we were, you know, like everything, everything starts with ourselves. Um, magic starts with ourselves, and so we can take action. Um, when we wake up and both by the choices we make, by the prayers that we do and how we can help each other um, in little ways as possible. Um, I can, um, as we mentioned, you can find my information on the website for the Mystical Minds Convention. Um, my website is MarcusSkeletonKeys.com and I'm also on Instagram. Uh, the Skeleton Key is my handle. It's uh, the underscore skeleton underscore key now what i'm doing is i am making uh novena candles for folks um if they order it through my website at this time a portion of that contribution will go towards global relief funds for the coronavirus wonderful thank you so much again no problem that's great. Well, thank you so much for talking to us tonight. And I urge everybody, yeah, please, please check that out. Um, check it out. Check out his page and um, connect with everybody that you heard tonight. And you know, um, let, let's see what we can, we can, what we can do to help each other get through this. Um, I want to thank everybody out there that tuned in tonight. And yeah, you know, just encourage you. Let's all just, you know, let's let's hope, let's pray, let's hope, and you know, do do whatever we can to. To be our best selves through this, and to help each other through this, let's let's you know think healing, hopeful, protective thoughts, and send those out there. Let's do the best magic that we can do, whatever take on it we think is best. Let's try those things. And thank you all for tuning in, and thank you so much, Ed, for having us all on tonight. Really appreciate that. Uh, no problem. And you squeeze every second out of. We are in the last seven seconds. Uh, you've been listening to Peggy's Night Radio, bringing you the magic, uh, the mystical. 
Mind Convention, and we'll be back tomorrow night at PegasusNight.com. Thank you for all for listening. <laughs>